afternoon, everybody. <laughs> um, we are pleased to have with us the, um, what, what, how do you describe yourself, Damien Kulash? I mean, I want to say creative genius. I want to say, okay, go. I want to say artist. I want to say uh, voice about net neutrality. I want to say father of twins. But what would you say? Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, sir. Um, yeah, I'm the singer in a rock band called OK Go, and I direct our videos. And um, uh, because of that weird trajectory, I have gotten to do a bunch of other fun idea chasing. But I, I don't. I, I, when I'm when I sit next to someone on the, on an airplane and they say, "What do you do?" I always say, "I'm a musician," and then I feel like I'm lying. That's an interesting. Yeah. So, how do, I, well, let's let's go there for a second because that elevator pitch, and I think when you start to evolve creatively. People do pigeonhole you into one category or another, and it may be hard for them to see you or take you serious on the business side or on a net neutrality issue or anything else. How do you craft that story so that people like understand it and it's it's well vetted? Um, I think it's it's a balance between uh, idealism and pragmatism, because basically, like. Um, it's very pragmatic for us to have categories that we all understand. So um, it, it, for, um, we're working on a, a lot of education right now. So I'll use education as as the metaphor here. That there's a reason we understand math um, as two plus two equals four, and physics as when you drop something, it hits the ground at a certain rate, and so forth. Like you need to learn these things because there's basic tools. But the world isn't actually divided out into math here, physics there, art right there. Those are arbitrary distinctions we make so that we can actually parse the world around us as humans. And it's the same for art and for creativity and for business and for um, innovation and for whatever. It's that, that um, we like to know what a musician is. But in 1880, a musician was a very different thing than uh, after the recording industry. That was also so a bad year for us. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, innovation. Terrible, <laughs> terrible that year. Um, so, you know, for, for most of the 20th century, a musician was somebody whose job was primarily to produce plastic discs that people took home and listened to. Um, and that changed again recently. Uh, and, and what musicians were is, uh, you know, becoming more diffuse again. And I don't think we've really re reorganized our categories in the new digital era. Everybody makes ones and zeros now, whether you're a journalist or a comedian or... Uh, an, you know, a, a filmmaker or a musician, all, all four of those and many, many others used the same few channels for distribution. So if, if your song, like if the biggest um, streaming, music streaming platform on the planet is YouTube, then your song will have a video whether or not you like it. It yes. could be a blank screen or it could be, uh, you know, the, the cover of your album. But every every musician is de facto a filmmaker now. You know, um, it, this we there are problems with this. Like for instance, we can't tell the difference between somebody who's joking about the news and telling the news right. or lying about the news. Yes. Um, but there are also good sides to it, which is that some of us uh, who who want, who like pushing the boundaries of the things we work in don't have arbitrary boundaries set for us. Now speaking of, uh, of YouTube, uh, that's a great place to to go. You know, starting off with this two shall pass, which now has 61 million views. Um, the second viral video on YouTube, if I remember correctly, yes, that's yes. Just, uh, just yes. I, I, I can't parse that question yes. exactly, but yes, it's true. No, yeah, okay. Um, but then 45 million, 30 million, all these videos that you created and directed, 
Um, a, there's a, a little bit of an, my personal infatuation with the one take, you know, um, uh, process. But what is your first step? Because I think every time your audience is expecting you to deliver that same caliber. Uh, so is there pressure? And then what is your process for starting the creative, you know, journey on each project? Wow. Um, I suppose there is pressure, but no more than there is with anything else. I mean, you know, like you, um, m most of the pressure is internal. Let's put it that way. The, like uh, the the stuff we do tends, uh, the, the first thing we had go viral um, was an accident. It was the year before YouTube started, we released a, um, oh, sorry, we, we had a ridiculous dance routine that we did on stage. It was 2005 or 2004, um, and the music scene was very much split into hipsters who who um, listened to the Strokes and and like a pop radio people who listened to like um, it was most like rap metal at the time, and we were neither. Um, but but when we played um, rock and roll shows, it, we we would mostly get the former category. So we get these hipsters who would shift, shuffle their feet and smoke cigarettes and look cool, and we figured the best way to actually um, break that mold was to drop our instruments and break into a ridiculous boy band dance. <laughs> so we had this ridiculous boy band dance. We shot a practice tape in my backyard and um, the, the resulting clip was just amusing to us and we sent it to some friends uh, online. Someone posted it on a, a site called iFilm.com. Anyone a, remember iFilm? It was a, a precursor yeah. to YouTube. Yeah. Wow. Um, we realized uh, like a month or two later that it had been downloaded several hundred thousand times, which was like as many records as we had sold in three years. So, um, so we we stumbled across this this um, canvas. Basically, we did not think of it as a music video. It was sort of just like, well, now we have all these nerd nerd fans online, um, because at the time, like anybody watching video online was probably in the IT department. And and so um, we started making things just as a sort of gift to that part of our, our community, um, and it was it was that that sort of um, developed into a new kind of artistic category for us of of challenging ourselves to make things that um, fit that space. Right. So it was. Um, so, uh, so back to your question. Sorry, I know I went really <laughs> off there. Um, so the we have um, been figuring out what we're doing as we do it the whole time. At first it was sort of like, well, we don't want to do another dance exactly. So how do you change, how do you, how do you change dance? Well, we'll, we'll try doing it on a moving surface. So that right. was our treadmill video. That was the same year that YouTube started that, um, that went surprisingly viral. And we suddenly had the music industry was suddenly paying attention. And right. suddenly there was a category around this. Oh, we're making online music videos. That's a thing now. Yep. So as we've been doing it, we have um, the the only sort of core thing is like if we if we just did that, we don't really feel like doing it again. Right. And so the challenge mostly comes from within ourselves, and we mostly keep on pressing up against logistical barriers at this point. Is there a challenge as, a, as just as a brand? Because you mentioned your airplane conversations, where it's like I'm a musician, and I think at the core, if you don't make if you make shitty songs, <laughs> nobody yeah. cares if the video is good or not. So how do you yeah. make sure that some the music of our detractors would say otherwise? But <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, well. The, I mean, the, the, I get back to the idealism versus pragmatism thing that I, that as a kid, I was, um, I always, I spent most of my time, um, drawing and doing visual art in my teenage years. Um, I got more into music and by the time I was in my twenties, I had like my, my getting out of college, I had a part-time job as a radio engineer and a, and a part-time job as a graphic designer. And those things were always kind of living 
side by side. And the idea that I could um, do these, like, that it seemed in the late 90s that one of these would be a job and the other one would be a, a, um, a pastime. And I, I don't think I really had a sense of the fact that they could merge into, that you could actually just chase creative ideas and, and your, um, your, your toolbox could grow to encompass a, a variety of things that, that sort of work outside of categories. That is the that is the idealism version. Right. Pragmatically, you have to realize that there's like ways that things get distributed in the universe, and you sort of have to you have to like ride the line between something being understandable enough for people to grasp onto it, and and being exciting enough to um, to be changing what those categories are. Yeah, and, and absolutely, I, th I think you know a lot of brands face that problem of like, how do we extend our creative portfolio without alienating you know our core audience? So I want to kind of segue into the project you've done with Mercedes because that is an example of that, right? How do we create something that's exciting that celebrates a product? You know, can you walk us through uh, SIT? S I T. Yeah, the um, th well, I, th there is a, a EQ was doing a, a series of profiles of of game changers, I believe it was the category. And I was very honored that they, um, that they contacted me about that. And they were like, so can we, can we um, film you doing what you do? And I was like, well, uh, um, you mean sitting at home tending to my babies? And, <laughs> and, and they're like, no, no, like, um, you know, I, we're interested in you as a filmmaker or as a director. And so what are you directing next? And I was, I, we not, we don't have a video we're working on right now. And I'm in. And the phone calls over. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> no, thanks. Um, and they said, "Well, what would you like to make?" And 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 it was a, it was an an opportunity to to sort of go, okay, well, this is a place where we know we, we specifically know that there's no category for this, or hopefully there is no category. And the worst case scenario is, oh, we're going to make a branded thing. You know that we're like the 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 one thing we don't want to make is something that feels like. Um, like a like advertising that's been crammed into the box of of content, you know, right. capital C, so that please, please, really look at this thing because you're gonna like it. It's an ad, you know, and so um, and the the brand is super great about that. They were just like, no, we the reason we're doing this um, th these profiles because what we want to do is celebrate the creativity and celebrate the sort of um, the edges of of ideas. And so it's like, well, then let's not make something that has a specific category already let's let's make something like let's not make a video let's not make a song let's make a an a, let's make an artwork we'll just start with artwork and what was what, what would the theme be you know what what is eq about um what is what's so like what is it that that crosses over between i kind of hate saying my brand because it feels feels gross but between my personal brand or okay goes brand and eq's brand the, I mean, the greatest thing about EQ is it's an electric car. It makes the world like that. That's just good for the world. Absolutely. So, so it gives you a pretty nice brief. Like, can you make? Can you is if you just go, what's an artwork that makes the world a better place? That's a really fun place to start. And and um, it it just went from there. Uh, and so you walk into a box. Oh yeah. Okay. So the machine <laughs> itself. I forgot to describe. Okay. No, awesome. So the machine itself is. Um, they. We had sort of settled on the idea. They were like, "What about a happiness transform? What What about a happiness engine? Because like, we make these electric engines. What about a happiness engine?" And um, I I um am sort of a sarcastic person, and I was just like that. Basically, a happiness engine is like the the most wrong thing for our, the current times we live in. Because look at how 
uniquely unhappy everybody seems to be. Super thoughtful, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, I would love for people to be happy, but we have, like, you look, just pick any first world country and all of them seem to be in, like, (laughs) you know, like something horrible is happening. (laughs) So what, how do you get happiness out of that or how do you hold on to happiness during that? So the idea was then maybe what we do is instead of, instead of, like, trying to force happiness on people, give people a way to get rid of unhappiness. You know, just be like, what about what? What if we got for positivity in like in this in this time? The one thing we would all love to do is divest ourselves of all of this anxiety, like whether or not it's about your the politics in your country or the, um, you know, the, well, look, I'm not going to go into all the dark things in the world. We all there's know there's enough. Yeah, we, right. Read a Twitter feed. Yeah. But so so how do you, can we? How can you celebrate joy in a time that um, when that's so without being tone deaf? You know, like you don't want to like in the middle of this time be like everybody happy you know and so um so so the purpose of the box is it's just like an electric car we um we are trying to take something we're trying to make good in in the world out of a natural resource this time it just happens to be your stress so you go into this box you jump around um there there are transformers all over the floor that that connect your uh, sorry that collect your kinetic energy there's 600 specially designed transducers on the wall to collect the sound energy of you screaming and we have a battery collecting all that you have released um so we've so it's a stress inversion transformer how much energy has it collected so far so far it's it's about um 300,000 joules so that's and those are the that's you know in the two days it's been running here a joule is is a watt is a joule per second so most of us think in watts because that's what we're used to that's watts we're used to right so um thank you thank you <laughs> sorry <laughs> I re- I, i'm ashamed there's a bunch of groans on top to of it too get, they laughed yeah. but then the rest of them were groans and it threw you way off i apologize well I, so i um but three th- you know so three hundred thousand watts is that's a lot of energy absolutely um and 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 in truth, I mean, obviously, there's a sort of tongue-in-cheek nature to it. Like we don't actually think that people are, are um, people's stress is going to power the next generation of automobiles, for instance. But um, yeah, you might be onto something. Like that's you know, I think that is one of those things where you, it's this ability to transform literally energy into something positive. And I think it makes a pretty bold statement as to what you can do at home, right? Yeah. Well, the other thing is, I just I I. I I thought about this early in the process and then got into the specifics and sort of forgot about it, but that people rarely are given the oppor- like given the opportunity and the inducement to really just go bananas. Like the, pe- the people who've been going into the machine, I kind of thought we'd get like um, reserve, like the point of the machine in this context was to try to break down the barrier of people being um, sophisticatedly removed from everything around them. You know, like here we are at South by Southwest where we kind of um, inspect what everybody else has been doing, you know? And like, and and it is um, very successful from that perspective because you go in this box, it's like the lights go crazy. It's like a little personal rave. You all, you there's the, there are cameras seeing you. So from the outside, we can watch you go crazy, but we can't hear you because it's perfectly soundproof. And you have like a, you have this, little space to just lose your shit and um and and people no one has not done so like no one has gone inside and been like ah okay it works cool oh yeah like everybody kind of starts ah and then the lights start going and they see like how much energy they're making because there's there's vu meters showing you how much your feet are generating how much your voice is generating and there's a little bit of um of 
competitive humanness because you see what the high score from today. I can outrage you. Exactly. I can outrage you. And, and everybody like comes out of there smiling and out of breath and like, it's, I just didn't really think about how most people don't have a place. I have a soundproof room in my home because I'm a musician, so I have a recording studio. Most people don't have a place they can go and just scream. And I believe it or not, people really need that. No, absolutely. If if you had to identify a purpose of your career up to now, right? Because I think that this is a, a, a really grand goal. But is that it? Is that kind this of an example? It. This was it. This one box. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, the, uh, I I had. Um, I had a, a a a person who worked with me for years who kept on asking me, "What's your five year plan? What's your five year plan? What's your ten year plan? What's your two year plan?" And unfortunately, like I, this is a very honest answer, but a very hard one to act on. Is like in five years, I want to be doing something that I could not have predicted today. That like I I want to be yeah. um I want to stay challenged. I want to stay engaged. I want to say not bored. I want to be proud of the things I'm making. I want to um, be connecting uh, con- connecting things creatively. Like I, I, I already know that as a person in my early 40s, I don't have a PhD in something. I'm not going to be the world's greatest in any one vertical of something, but I know a lot about, uh, uh, sorry, I know a little about a lot of things and really, really enjoy the creativity of, of looking at this system and going, wait, if you can solve this problem in waste disposal, that's actually that like that would allow us to do something with a video platform. You know, like right. there's these these um, the the broad strokes of connecting dots across things was really exciting to me and really, um, really rewarding when it happens. So um, it's it's a. It, the, it's a very like abstract yeah. goal. Yeah. Uh, as you're accomplishing these micro goals, especially, I mean, there's a team that you work with. There are other members of the band and obviously, you know, people who assist you in different ways. What's your idea of teamwork in inside the work that you do? Because I think it's very different than, you know, a startup per se. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not. I, I or think, is it? I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't have a lot of startup experience but i certainly you know i spend a lot of time in these sorts of environments where where people are connecting um entrepreneurial creativity and energy to more traditional forms of like people you know music and art and uh, it seems like there's a lot of of cross-pollination and a lot of the same ideas apply i there we have a much less rigorous business structure and generally much smaller bank accounts but um we i think the the um the core principles of collaboration and and um management still kind of apply that right. um what because of the type of work we make uh, or i make um collaboration is a is a necessity like there's ne- there's never anything where i'm like oh i can do all of this myself you know um if, i mean even from the musical perspective there's always the rest of the band right. um but from from the perspective of of this particular project the the stress inversion transformer i know the physics principles behind how you get uh, sound pressure waves to turn into electricity. I know the physics principles. We all do. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it, no, like, it, <laughs> you, well, no, but I mean, you do in the no. sense that if you went, if you had high school physics, you know that 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 there's energy in this, and the energy is essentially fungible, and you can get energy from this form into that form. And you don't know how efficient it'll be, or right. exactly what the machine is, or even who to call to figure that out. But um, I, so the 
the creativity or rather the, the kind of collaboration largely comes in um, in finding those people and working out the right uh, the the right flow of ideas because you need to be you need everybody in the team to be um, aware that 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 the best idea in the room will win and that it, that's not personal and then that's that's not ego driven um, so that there's a, a a very uh even kind of um, lateral flatness yeah. to the program but you also need to have a sense of of uh where the buck stops and how decisions get made which is very very vertical so um it from what i can from my own experience at least the um the best way to work in those situations is to find um smart people and let them know that their ideas are being heard and that their ideas are often better than yours but that when they're not there's it's nothing personal but we're not going to use that idea yeah. and and get everybody free of the kind of no like the, the, it's mine the, it's yours the ideation space is definitely like a thick-skinned room that's where you make the mistakes that's where you say the dumb things it's like the safe space for everybody to have a democratized conversation and like we're all here to create the best idea possible so that's, yeah that's, and it is if it's if you know if you have a fairly clear uh definition of, of where you're headed, whether or not that's a, a, a abstract thing like we need to have engaged this many people in this way, or we need a box that turns this type of energy into that type of energy, um, as long as you have a, 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 a way of measuring your progress, because it's, it's usually that's the, that, like in music, for instance, that's the hardest thing is, yeah. is um, what is your metric? Like, is this, I, I like the way it sounds this way, you like the way it sounds that way, like, how do you figure it out? You know, exactly. Do, 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 do <laughs> so it well. out. Yeah. Um, so after South by, will we have a chance to experience the transformer? I believe so. It is. Um, it has been designed such that it can be taken all around the world. So it's that the the steel box that it is in um, goes directly on a forklift, and and I I'm not sure where it's next. Do you know where it goes next? Oslo and Berlin. All right. There's field trip. Luckily, there Who's is in? no stress there. <laughs> that's true very um, true so i mean <laughs> they probably don't need it but uh i think we have time for a few questions is are we good for questions or yeah okay who wants to ask damien a question we have a little bit of time yes okay i just want to say thanks for um upside down and inside out i watched that video like a lot and and then read about how y'all put it together and it was just amazing so just thanks oh thank you um that's a great question i appreciate that thank you one of the things that struck me is that you said that in certain moments uh, more people are watching your video than actually about your records so how do you make a living I have no idea. Um, I the the business model for my band and myself has been um, the roadrunner off the cliff. Just keep, do not look down. Just keep running. You know, um, uh, we are we are lucky to have found ourselves in a place where we make we have like carved out this very strange little niche of of um, stuff that works online. Uh, against the normal grain the normal grain right now is uh make a content channel that spits out very low production um material all day long 
you know, that like get is get as as many pieces up of you, you know, like unpacking that product or complaining. You know, um, our stuff is like each piece takes six months or a year to make, and we put out something every year or two. It's like they're, it's very long in between, um, but they strike a chord in a very different way. It's not a, it's not a business model that many people could follow, but it does mean that we um, that we usually can find partners to work with to make these these big art projects. Um, we we are you know our, our shows sell well our, our our records do sell well we just they're um free is always better and there's a lot of that online um and uh i you know i work as a commercial director and um, i'm working on a, a feature film right now and we i mean the, we're i honestly i spend so little time thinking about um what my accountant does but i i do know that i can keep paying the rent so that's all right Um, you talked about how, obviously, your creativity doesn't fit into any one vertical. And I'm wondering if you have a creative role model who's also kind of a renaissance person. Um, there's a few people who I thought of very specifically, especially early in um, in our career. Uh, Ira Glass from This American Life um, was a big... Uh, a b he actually... And also, a b he was a big player in our career because he... Um, uh, I, I was an engineer at it, NPR in Chicago, and so uh, he asked us to be his backing band for their first live tour, um, and I got a lot of advice from him at that time. But even before I, I really knew him, um, it was the idea that something could be both, um, both accessible and smart, um, and that something could live within very, uh, very established boundaries and still not feel like the other things within those boundaries. Um, I think some of the best, some of the best journalism I've ever heard is long form stuff that this American life did, especially around the Iraq war and around the economy. And those are, those are stories that just like are almost impossible to tell um, because they're so God awfully boring in most contexts. And because they're long form and there's no, there's very few places where that works, but they're able to make things that are both incredibly emotional and accessible and intelligent. And I liked the fact that, um, th well, anyways, that was, that was a big one. Um, uh, I, I would say, um, McSweeney's and the whole Dave Eggers universe, um, uh, seeing somebody puts things together that are again, accessible and intelligent, but also multifaceted and not, they're sort of about Dave Eggers, but they're sort of not like he, you kind of know this is involved and he's teaching kids how to write in this place. But that thing is does not say Dave Eggers on it. It says, it, you know, it's, it says the pirate store, you know, um, and what's that? Yeah. Oh, really? OK. Oh, wow. Um, well, so I, I uh, in terms of, of, of specifically musicians and, and filmmakers, uh, there are specific aesthetics and specific pieces that I love here and there, but it's mostly, um, it's like, I, I grew up listening to Prince and it, he was inhuman and too great. And I, I, he never made, I never wanted to play music because I listened to Prince. I just wanted to listen to Prince. It was when I started listening to the Pixies and Fugazi and I was like, oh, it's just, it's just as emotive, but it's because it's broken and it's because I can hear a real human struggling with that instrument rather than like a, a superhero doing something I don't understand, you know? Um, uh, and that sense of sort of, uh, embracing your, embracing the weaknesses and just, if you see something, try it. And if, if you get good at expressing yourself or get good at, um, being critical about your, uh, 
about uh, about the emotional reality of the thing you're making. I know that sounds really really fruity, but if you if you can be self if you can have a sense of of, uh, of self reflection and, and and that you develop as a real skill to be like, is this thing that I'm making working? It, it, causing the emotions that I want it to cause. That's very different than can do my fingers play the guitar the right way or do I uh, do I have all the right f film skills? And so, um, it, you know, and I, Pixies are a perfect example of that where their music is super, super broken. They're not very good at those instruments and it's very, very powerful, you know? Um, and you know that that's a honed skill and that that uh, that's a big, that was a big influence on me. And speaking of very powerful, thank you. This, is, you. this has been a very powerful session. Damien Kulash, I'm Chris Denson. Thanks, everyone. Innovation Crush.